Welcome to the Data Center of the Future podcast series. I'm Jeff Johnson. Are you afraid of longhorns? Well, the people around here aren't. Of course, I'm speaking of Windows Server 2008, otherwise known as Longhorn. This is one of several podcasts that we've done on Microsoft Longhorn. The reason is because it's Microsoft's largest code release to date. Of course, the implementation of any new operating system can certainly be scary. So the question is, how can an organization make it less scary, or maybe better said, a little less risky? Today we're speaking with Ray Weinstein, who is the acting director on Windows practice at Dell, and Burke Buechler, product manager for Windows 2008 consulting services at Dell. They'll give us some best practices and let us know the key steps to simplifying Longhorn adoption and making it less scary. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks. It's great to be here. Thanks, Jeff. Great to be here. Right. What is Longhorn and what are the benefits of that program? Longhorn is the next version of the Windows Server operating system. It is a monumental piece of technology in that it's Microsoft's largest code release to date. And in fact, this drives a lot of um, discomfort in companies that are looking to adopt the technology for fear of the fact that it is so large and awe-inspiring or all-encompassing. This code release has a lot of uh, feature enhancements that uh, technologists have been wishing for for years, right? Requirements that have been around since the days of Windows NT have now been really adapted into this new technology. So when you look at using this technology in large-scale enterprises, global in scope, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of users, it now have all of these new features to enable that enterprise class comfort with the technology. And Dell, as I understand, has quite a bit of a history with um, with consulting services around Microsoft operating systems. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, I've, in my tenure with Dell, which is going on nine years, we started the consulting practice around these core technologies such as Active Directory, Exchange, service implementation, all these kinds of scenarios. And because of the, the need that we see in the uh, enterprise to truly adapt technology in a way that's not so complicated and frightening for people. It doesn't have to be as complicated as uh, many entities believe that it's to be or other entities, I guess, dictate that it should be. So we've taken our manufacturing process to make things simple, repeatable, and uh, efficient and have applied that same kind of methodology and way of thinking to the services market. Inray, you mentioned earlier because of the breadth and magnitude of Longhorn or Windows Server 2008, that Microsoft is really aligned around a scenario organization for some of the functionality of the program. Can you take us through some of those? Being that this is Microsoft's largest code refresh, even their own marketing folks kind of wrestled with the idea of how do we project all of these various features into someone's mind when they're trying to determine what is this product, how would we adopt it in our enterprise. So the clever folks came up with an idea of scenarios. There are seven key scenarios that uh, Windows Longhorn or Server 2008 is designed to meet. And so if we look at those, they are branch office, which encompasses all the changes to Active Directory as well as low risk or low impact attack service spaces around core services, servers, the ability to reduce a large monolithic server into just the core pieces of code or services that you need to fill a need. Um, high availability. The second scenario is around all of the changes to clustering. So uh, simplified clustering made it more performance-based and also the ability to stretch clusters across the world. So I might have a node now in Phoenix and then have a second cluster sitting in the UK for disaster recovery. 
So we look at situations like all the companies that lost their technology in disasters such as Katrina by virtue of having a split amount of their data in a second disaster recovery area, they could survive those kind of outages without missing a beat. Third is centralized application access. That involves all of the core changes to Windows terminal services. Terminal services is a feature that's been around since Windows NT instituted its terminal services edition. Now it is much more core and it is uh, more focused toward performance and medium and larger scale enterprises so that they can adapt terminal services more easily but with more power and performance. The fourth is IIS 7, Internet Information Services 7, uh, all the changes to the web platform built into server, again, to make it more robust in nature, really also more manageable in environments where it's not one entity that manages all of the web infrastructure. That might be a shared or co-managed set of responsibilities with multiple organizations within an enterprise. So the tool is now more feature-rich, but also has the ability to lend itself to these scenarios where more folks are involved in the day-to-day administration of the IIS enterprise versus one focused set of individuals. The next scenario is security and policy enforcement. So it has to do with the broad range of changes to make Windows Server not only the most robust and secure release to date, but also having to do with your ability to set enforcement patterns to your end users, whether they're inside or outside of your enterprise, and make sure that folks that are on your corporate network are compliant to your sets of standards, whether it's security standards or hygiene standards like antivirus and these other kinds of things. You want to make sure that the users on your environment do meet these these access protocols to make sure that uh, you again protect your data internal as well as external. The sixth scenario is manageability and deployment scenarios. It's not enough that you have all of this code and you have these new services. You really need to be able to manage them in a more efficient way. You need to be able to troubleshoot them in a more efficient way. And you need to be able to deploy them consistently throughout your enterprise. So there's been a host of changes and a host of new technologies, such as Windows deployment services and the server management tool set built into Longhorn to enable these kinds of functions. So ultimately, you're driving down the total cost of ownership of these technologies, but you're also more confident in your ability to manage manage them, and maintain a current state that you desire. And then the last scenario, one that's very exciting to most folks, is virtualization. So Microsoft has effectively rewritten their virtual server products to make them very enterprise in class. So these new server products for virtualization not only give you the ability to virtualize physical servers today to achieve a more consolidated and lower cost footprint of technology, but also enable them to be highly available in nature. So, for example, I can have, let's say, several virtual servers running on one physical server today. If that server dies, I've lost those seven virtual servers. With uh, Windows Longhorn, you have the ability to take those servers in the event that you anticipate an outage and do a live move of them called live migration to move them over to another available node without the users skipping a beat. No one realizes from the end user side that they've changed. Also, we have the ability to cluster those and make them highly available. So should you not be able to anticipate that a server failure or some sort of failure occurs, those nodes will automatically be moved and restarted onto another node in your enterprise. So thanks, Ray, for walking us through those scenarios. How does a customer know if, if a scenario is right for them? Very good question. The only way to really do that is to bring that into a a decision-making process that 
that makes sense for them. So we use a, a solution delivery process that we call our SDM, our solution delivery methodology, to enable customers to be educated on these various technologies, help them understand the key decision points, what are other customers doing in those spaces, and then help them make those choices to then walk them through those key decision points. We uh, nickname that educate and extract. Right? So we want to educate a customer on their various choices and then extract the information to them that should be their key decision points and ultimately enable them to drive the right kinds of requirements that then should in turn drive what the technology solution looks like. In advance of the official release of the software, Ray, how is Dell Consulting Services preparing for the services around this product? What we're doing is we're using an in-field-based model that we have uh, worked with Microsoft to develop. We call it our Longhorn Early Adopter Program, or also called LEAP. The the point of this program is to really get in-field experience, not just develop something static in a lab somewhere. We've already done that, right? We know what the technology can do. We know what it looks like on our hardware. We know what it looks like with the software available. What we really want to do is see how these things work in a customer environment. So we've developed a series of programs with strategic customers where we send a consultant out on site to walk them through the various steps of Longhorn and these scenarios to help customers achieve just that, which technologies are we interested in and how might they benefit our environment. Our goal is not to make these things paper in nature. We want these scenarios to be well adapted based on actual clinical tests, not just based on a white paper kind of approach. So what we do is we send a consultant in to spend about six weeks with a customer. We spend a week walking through all of these decision points and levers and drivers that we call assessment process. We try to understand where a customer is and where they want to go with respect to the technology, help them make the right kinds of choices to which of these scenarios, of these seven scenarios they are interested in, but more importantly, which ones can they actually deploy based on their current state of readiness. Once we've determined that, we then take those lessons and we drop those into our design phase. So we spend about a week in our design phase truly shaking out and blueprinting what the actual scenarios will look like in their enterprise from a technology perspective, but also, again, a readiness perspective. We find that all too often customers get excited about certain technologies and get well down the road deploying it before they realize that they made the wrong kind of requirements choices, they may not have chosen the right configurations to fit their environment because they didn't spend enough time truly understanding the impact of this technology in their environment, or worse, will get down the road and have built it but don't know how to operate it and maintain it moving forward, so ultimately it causes a failure. Right. So our goal during our design phase is to make sure that the technology does, in fact, meet their requirements and that they can manage it moving forward with or without Dell's help. So once we finish those assess and design activities, we start getting into the more fun stuff, and that has to do with taking the technology into a lab, which we call our validation phase. So in the validation phase, we're going to spend about three weeks with the customer building these technologies into their enterprise, doing the switches, doing the configurations, manipulating the technology, tearing it down, rebuilding it. But the goal is to not only get the technology and proof that it works as expected and does the things that a customer would want it to do, but also to start teaching the customer how to effectively operate and maintain the technology in their enterprise. So this is very hands-on approach. This is atypical in the consulting arena. Many consultancies want to deliver the technology, get it in place and functioning, and then teach them how to operate this technology or to use it, we believe that 
the customers should be working hand in hand with us because they're getting the knowledge transfer and the comfort and the expertise on the technology in real time. So it's a much more feature-rich experience for them, but it also drives a more complete technology because they're more intimately familiar with the technology by the time we're done. But at this point, from our consulting perspective, the goal is to validate the technology. More often than not, consultants will come in and will dictate what a technology should look like or how the solution should be adapted. We're more of the uh, view that one test is worth a thousand expert opinions. We want the customer to see that the proof is in the process and that they're adapting or adopting technologies that are proven in their environment to work, not just because we said so, but because they're actually witnessing that in their own enterprise. So after we've completed this validation phase, we're comfortable with the technology. We know it does what we expect it to do. And moreover, we are comfortable that the customer can manage this technology moving forward in their enterprise. We then take that repeatable, validated solution and move that into an implementation phase. So we will start piloting that with live users in the field and then ultimately blow that out to their entire enterprise in a comfortable low-risk way so that we scale that technology up in the enterprise versus blowing it out to the world in a very short period. So again, the goal is to find bugs in the system, flaws in our process, or new challenges that we or the customers have never witnessed or couldn't even have imagined during these earlier phases. The goal is to find those before they become big problems so that, again, the technology that's implemented is as technologically sound as possible. So from a delivery perspective, those phases you mentioned of assess and design and validate and implement, are those typically done, Ray, in a sequential fashion? They usually are. Some customers may break assess and design apart so that they start wading into the technology and get a feel for what is it and how it might look in their enterprise, and then pause and take that back to make some other decisions and start laying out their future scope. Other customers are more comfortable with the technology, and they will do all the phases contiguously. They go from assess to design to validate to implement to operate in a contiguous fashion so that the project moves more seamlessly, more quickly, and uh, it's, it's easier for their internal administrative procedures to be adapted, and the technology gets implemented more quickly. So as you've walked through that, you've mentioned that customers could be ready to implement in as little as five weeks. How does that differ from some other consulting companies that may do similar services? Dell has a rapid deployment methodology. Our goal is to cut out what you don't need and really give you that bang for the buck for what most customers want. Most customers want assessment phase to be brief. They want design to be the things that they need without all the other ancillary information. So we rapidly move them through assess and design, still paying careful attention to make sure that we have the right requirements and the right business drivers injected into this solution, but then get into the really relevant and valuable pieces of the equation, which is validation, pilot, and ultimately implementation. So by accelerating through assess and design, we get to the meat of the solution, which is validate because we do that, it's done in a much more rapid fashion. We typically look at about five weeks by the time to get through assess, design, and validate and look toward implementation. Regarding Longhorn and Windows Server 2008, would you say are there certain kinds of organizations that might want to wait on deploying Longhorn? Of course, you have entities such as big government and other large-scale organizations that have a very rigid set of requirements that a technology must go through. Some of the requirements are testing. Some of the requirements are 
its duration in the environment uh, may have to get through a certain number of service packs before they will consider even testing it. But for the majority of the customers, small, medium business, and probably the lower, large-scale state and local government entities and corporate entities are the target for the folks that we're going to see adopting the technology very quickly. If we use a model similar to what we saw with how uh, the market embraced Exchange 2007, we were surprised that medium and large entities actually adopted the technology more quickly than we thought that they might. We believe that that comes from the fact that Microsoft has changed their methodologies and spent a lot more time on QA and testing of the software before they put it in production, but also will implement the technology in their own enterprise and run it into production as part of their testing process before it goes into the field. With Exchange 2007, Microsoft had adopted it internally for their hundred and some odd thousand users before it ever went into the retail shelves, right? So they're doing the same kind of approach with Longhorn. Customers understand this. They realize this. So many customers say, well, if Microsoft's using the technology in their enterprise, then their testing and uh, certification requirements are going to be more rigid than ours. We feel more comfortable making that leap of faith and walking into the technology sooner rather than later. So in terms of simplifying Windows Server 2008 adoption, you had mentioned through some of our initial work on preparing for the official release of the product, we're engaging with customers to run through a six-week type effort to help them think through the scenarios. How does that ultimately simplify that adoption of Windows Server 2008, and how do we help them think through which scenario is right for them? Remembering that we know there are seven major scenarios, and each scenario in its own right could be a major undertaking, you want to really try to take it down from that seven which is really an unmanageable number if you try to tackle that all at once, down to maybe one or two of these scenarios that you could easily adopt, the low-hanging fruit, if you will, and integrate those into your enterprise. So part of our process of walking you through from assess to design is to focus on which of those scenarios could be the easiest and quickest to implement and give you the biggest reward and return on your time and energy and money spent into this by walking you through that process. Our customers in our LEAP program begin by starting out with seven, or typically ending up with two different scenarios that they plan to implement. You did a great job of summarizing some of the main aspects of of Longhorn and how Dell Infrastructure Consulting Services approaches helping customers think through the best ways to deploy. Some of the main things that I see taking away from this, this podcast is considering the breadth and depth of this new product, that at times deploying a new operating system can be scary. I think, though, the the scenarios that you mentioned are important from a functionality perspective and very interesting to customers that it's really worth taking the time to make sure it's done correctly. As we talked about and as, as you articulated in the stage approach that Dell offers, deployment can be complicated but doesn't have to be if the right steps are taken and if the right analysis is done. And it's really all about kind of aligning and starting with those scenarios and making sure that customers choose the right ones for their needs and that Dell Consulting Services really helps them validate that in creating a very much a validated, repeatable process for implementation. Would you say that's correct? Absolutely. At the end of the day, nothing will validate a solution like the right team together in a room pulling all the right levers to make sure that the technology functions as expected. No amount of books white papers, articles, or podcasts will ever give you those answers compared to the right individuals leading a team through those series of QA or quality assurance steps 
to yield the expected results. This has been an excellent overview, and I certainly understand some of the pitfalls and the ways to make Longhorn deployment a lot less scary and risky. Just as a reminder, information can be found on dell.com slash longhorn. You can also go to dell.com slash techcenter. And, of course, you can listen to the other podcasts that we have on Windows Server 2008. And make sure to join us again for the next edition of Data Center of the Future podcast series, sponsored by Dell. Thank you.